Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm Paul, and I owe it to myself and my choir students to not be sad about Barnes. What? I, anyway, I'm Kevin, what? and I'm uh, ready for this decade to be over. And this is Potter, and apparently I am the dog whisperer tonight. Because Ruby was a giant furball and now no longer has any hair. Because it's all on my floor. But, so tonight, guys, uh, transitioning into that, what we are talking about uh, our year in review. All the cool things that happened to us outside of Wargaming. Yeah, because all the cool things from Wargaming are already like recorded for posterity. That's true. Yeah. We have recorded them. A lot of cool stuff happened this year. Yeah, and you know what though? But before we before we get on to that kind of stuff, uh, let's just apologize that we uh, have been two weeks without an episode again. Yeah, uh, which is keeps, terrible. Everybody keeps hacking up lungs and. Yeah, I was dead last week, which was not fun. I think both of you guys yeah, that's were. True. I think I was the only one that was healthy. Last I'm still week. not healthy because I was resistant to going to the doctor because I'm an idiot. I yeah, you're not the only one that does that, man. I I. I probably had the bronchitis a week longer because of the fact that I didn't go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to the doctor and I'm still hacking up a lung, but at least I'm not uh, contagious or anything like that. Doxycycline for the win. All right. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so I have to edit a bunch of my own coughs tonight. Uh, I guess, you know, it's payback. I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, and then, and then, and then the week before that, we were supposed to record with the guys from Third Floor Wars, and I had a yeah. We needed we needed some more games in of uh, Crisis Protocol for for me and Paul uh, to to get a real good feel on that. So um, that that is still coming. Uh, it's just going to be a little bit later than what we wanted it to be, but we still have that on the on the docket for us to record with them. But we we also think it'll be a much better episode for it. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten since we decided to to talk about it. I think I've gotten five or six games in since then so yeah i think I'm, I'm definitely a lot more prepared for that same i played yeah quite me a too few games. I, I, i'm in a much better uh uh place with the game but that's a, that's a that's a discussion for yeah 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 episode yeah so but look out for that guys we're gonna be doing that and then also a uh, slight promotion um possibly more towards the February timeframe. Uh, look out for another collab we're doing with the Third Floor Wars. Uh, Paul and I will be streaming a Crisis Protocol battle report with Third Floor we'll Wars. We'll be doing a, a, a... They do a lot of live uh, streams of Malifaux, and they're starting to do some live streams of Crisis Protocol, and Potter and I will be participating in that. Yep. So, so we are very excited about that, and that's that's one of the reasons why Potter's painting like a madman. Yeah! So... so Speaking of hobby progress, <laughs> yeah. So what? hobby progress. Uh, since it's a nice segue, uh, I have gotten um, with my children's help. With my children's help, I've gotten five of the ten models from the core set of Marvel's Crisis Protocol fully painted. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, and the three models that I painted myself. Uh, probably the most models I've painted um, in maybe two years. So it's it's been it's been fun. I've been enjoying painting the models. They're good sculpts. Um, so I, I've been having a lot of fun. 
So what you guys been up to, Poppy Pargas wise? Um, uh, I finished. I, I have oh, been. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I I've been working on. What have I been working on? I I, I don't know if I was still working on them last time or not, but because uh, it's been so long. But I finished all of the stuff in in Crisis Protocol. But I think I might have talked about that last time. Um, and I've finished my platoon of Germans. The only thing I have to do on them is uh, put rocks and grass on their bases and some tufts of grass. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty stoked about that. I'm not so, sure if I was done with the so box. So you and Bob got a... What's that, Kev? I'll say I'm not sure if I was done with the box last time, but I have finished my box now as well. For awesome. Core box for Crisis Protocol. Also, the Hulk... And I'm making good uh, good progress on Black Panther, Killmonger, and Modoc right now. Yeah, he's making that progress like as we speak, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, and your the cool thing about your stuff is like I I like your idea that you've been doing with like the kind of you know step by step progress, especially as like a community organizer of like, hey, this literally takes you all of you know. Uh, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, or whatever that time frame is to to paint those models. I think that's cool. Yeah, the speed paint guides. Yeah, yeah, and I gotta I gotta get all of those pictures up on Instagram. Um, but for for those of you that are listening, and and if you've seen pictures of of Chops's work, he's also made a nice handy dandy photo of the way the model turned out and all of the paints used in it. Indeed, and yeah. all of them are under forty five minutes. Yeah, I've been keeping a lot of mine uh, secret and hidden right now, cause uh, I kind of want to put them all up as a group photo once I get them done. Oh, that'll do it. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I'm doing. I mean, I mean, you guys have seen my stuff, and anybody that's in the local area that's come out, you know, on Wednesday night has seen my stuff. So, um, and I was actually surprised. Uh, we did a um, part of the the Slow Grow League that we're doing. Um, there are some paint challenges with it, and uh, I won uh, for Spider Man. My Spider Man won. Week one. I am not surprised by that because your Spider-Man is really good. Uh, there. The thing is, is because they were voted on on Facebook. Uh, so the lighting for mine was really bad and it came like really dark in that photo. So I just didn't think I was going to get the votes. Um, but I'm wondering if like the people that were in person voted for it that got a better picture because uh, there was someone else's Spider-Man there that was that night. I'm not sure who it was, and and it's my fault for not finding the name. Like his Spider-Man was really good too. So. Like the the person that was winning did a really really good job on their Spider Man as well too. So you're just lucky I wasn't there with my wall crawler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're that's that's a really cool uh I, conversion idea you did on your Spider Man. I like it. Well, I'm look, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, uh, what you do with Doc Ock after we talked about that earlier today. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. I'm gonna try and do something similar with a brick wall with like Doc's uh, tentacle going into the wall to hold him up and stuff so that's gonna be interesting yeah that'll be cool that'll that'll look good especially if we play against each other and i have spider-man and you have doc ock out yeah, that's pretty yeah cool. i kind of want to do like a figure out how to do spray paint painting and maybe put spider-man's logo on the back of my wall but i don't want to straight steal your idea at the same time no that would be but i thought it would be cool like though, we, yeah yeah like it's a play on each other so yeah i i support that i support that. okay i won't be offended. i'll do the Okay, maybe I'll wait for the Miles Morales one, and because uh, his lo- his spray paint logo is a lot better, and he's all about tag and paint, anyways. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, so I guess uh, any other hobby talk to talk about? 
No, that's all my progress. It's crisis protocol all the time. Yep, all of us crisis protocol twenty four seven. Oh, I played some other oh, stuff. One, one last one last gaming thing. I did something interesting today. I went uh, and ordered a PDF. Well, I had the PDF copy of the uh, uh, Chain of Command rulebook, but I went and had it printed by FedEx, and it's awesome. Best decision I ever made. Like uh, like friend of the show Jim does. Yep, I messaged him uh, today and was like, hey. When you do this, how do you do it? And he told me, and I went and I did it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it's not cheap. So it's a like, very nice spiral-bound version of that rule book. Um, I, it actually wasn't bad. I mean, I, I skimped pretty pretty hard on it. It was about 17 bucks to get it printed, but it's a 52-page book. Um, nice. And that's that's with it being front and back, so it's 104 pages total. Nice. Uh, so I figured 17 bucks was not bad at all. Not at all. No. Uh, granted, that's not colored paint printing. If it was colored, it would have been sixty. Yeah, which that's what Jim does usually on his stuff. Is yeah, he he goes for he goes for the full the full color. Which well, I, had is the, I, had the, nice. I had the front page done in color, and then everything else is black and white. And I figure once I start playing, if I find that there's like charts or stuff that I really want color, I'll just make myself a second booklet that's just handy dandy guides. So, but yes, I'm very excited about that because it was far easier to do than I thought it would be. So, thank you, Jim. All right, now let's. You demand, Jim. Yeah, now let's get back to the non the non gaming stuff. Um, so basically, we 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 did something along this the lines of this last year around the holidays, where we just kind of talked about things that were not gaming. Um, and last year, since it was our first time, we kind of went into the background of things, uh, and you know classic video games and all that type of stuff. I think we spent about 20 minutes talking about how amazing Dragon Warrior was. Um, but so this this year what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our favorites from this past year. Uh, just kind of wrap up the year on, on everything. And uh, I guess we'll get started. Uh, let's start with everybody's favorite. And let's talk video games. I'm curious as Yay. to... Yeah, what favorite, favorite video game uh, of the year... Um, Potter, why don't you start? And if you say WoW Classic, I'm I'm cutting you off. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a tough one. I didn't get actual. I don't think I got a lot of video games like that are like you know that are new video games this year. Because uh, I have discovered the love of a being a Nintendo Switch owner, so I have just been playing a lot of redone games for the Switch. Uh, none of them are really new. Um, been playing through a lot of the old Final Fantasy games on my Switch. Uh, been playing Pokemon with the kids in both Pokemon Go and um, uh, Sword and Shield. So it's just, yeah, it's just been for me. It's not a video game in general. It's just the the console, like becoming a Switch owner. Um, I absolutely love that thing. Uh, I recommend it. It's a great console, even if you're a PC gamer, just with your yeah. kids, your family, or as a gamer, it's just great. Yeah, it's a perfect video game console. I love it. And I think, and I think to say a console like that on the Switch, I think that's pretty legit. Um, a, a, a fairly legit way of saying yes, video games are cool. Um, I'm, I'm curious though, what Final Fantasies have you been playing? Uh, I almost through Final Fantasy X for my gajillionth playthrough on that one. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm think I'm, I'm right. I'm right before you fight. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Seymour for the third time. Yeah, I'm up. To, I'm like the I'm the dragon fight right before the third Seymour fight. 
So awesome. So I'm I'm almost a Xanarkin there, and then I finally finally grabbed um, Final Fantasy twelve to try it again. Um, was not a big fan of it when I grabbed it for the, the, the PlayStation the first time. And I think we talked about that. Um, so definitely trying it now with the, 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 the port, the Japanese port, uh, that they brought to the switch, um, with the enhanced gameplay that way. So haven't started my playthrough on that yet, but I'm going to, because I also picked up, uh, Persona five for like 10 bucks on black Friday. So I've been playing that as well. Ooh, so. Again, nice. so good. Oh, I love that game. Like, I played it beforehand, and I was like, when I got the Switch, I, I got rid of it, because I was like, oh, I'll just wait for the Switch, I'll wait for the Switch, I'll wait for the Switch, and it's it just not coming, I gave up, and $10 was just too good of an opportunity to yeah, pass up, well, so Persona 5 is so I grabbed good. it again. I still have to play that game. It's fantastic, I mean, it's basically, I mean, I, I just love how much of the fact it's just, it's real life, then you you've got the RPG element. It's, it's a full RPG in terms of you get a job, you go to school, you're managing friends, you're managing your life. And as at the same time, Oh cool. You're also dungeon dungeon delving is at the same time. Oh, that's cool. And you get all the pre prep for the dungeon delving. It's just, it's really good. It's such a yeah, good game. very, very, very good. How about you, Kevin? What's, what's your uh, favorite game for the year? So I'm going to cheat a little bit. My game of the year for 2019 is actually a game that released in late 2018, but I didn't play in 2019 until 2019, and that is Dead Cells because I got my Switch Lite this year, uh, and Dead Cells was one of the first games I picked up when I got the Switch. Um, for people who don't know, uh, Dead Cells is a rogue light uh, Metroidvania. I know that's a friggin' mouthful, um, but basically, the kind of game rogue light Metroidvania. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the Metroidvania being the cross, you know, the hybridization of castlevania and metroid games starting with super metroid going up through symphony of the night thinking those style games uh roguelite meaning that each time you die you start over from the beginning like when you die there's no progress saved but it's not a complete rogue because you do you are able to upgrade your items and find new items as you go through uh, and then you can refine upgraded stuff the the actual upgrades that you unlock on yourself uh, persist. So as you clear each stage, when you're going through a new run, you have access to the upgrades that you've unlocked from previous runs. Um, and it's, it's one of those games where the better you get, the faster you can go. And the faster you can go, the more bonuses you get in between stages. So it creates this extremely addictive gameplay loop where it, it really, it, it, um, rewards you just enough and a, a full playthrough takes about an hour the first time that i beat the game it was about an hour and 10 minutes and my average runs are about 25 minutes i'd say it's usually 25 minutes to a death except for when i'm on fire and like i said the first time i beat it was about an hour um and i'm still playing it to this day i, I do a run almost every day in dead cells it's just that good um my honorable mention is untitled goose game because Untitled Goose Game is the shit. Uh, and if you haven't played Untitled Goose Game yet, it actually just released this week for all the other consoles that it wasn't out on. So if you missed out and you didn't have a Switch, it's time to go get that Goose Game now. Did it get the Did it get the Game of the Year Indie Award? No, no. It was that up went for to it. the uh, Detective Something or Other game. It's a RPG. Uh, I knew it was. I voted for it. I voted for. I, even though I didn't play Untitled Goose Game, I voted for it because I know so many people loved it. I was like, I'm gonna do my part, and I voted for it. It was. Uh, it was quite good. Quite 
quite good. But Disco Elysium is the game that got uh, India of the Year. And boy, if that game launches on Switch, I'll have it right away. It looks so good. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Yeah, that actually I mean, I've, sounds I've heard like good, a good game. I've heard good things about Dead Cells, too. It's just uh, Metrovania games are not my jam, so that's the only reason why I didn't pick Ooh, it up. It's so good. I know. I'm just I'm just not a big fan of that that style of game. I never was. So I mean, we'll see what Metroid Four comes and when it finally gets its announcement. Maybe this year, if they can, met, Nintendo can get off their. We ass. shall see. Paul. Paul, your game. Um, I. You I'm going to take a stab at it. I was going to say. Take a stab I, was, at it. I was going to say. Go ahead. Guess. I'm going to say. Dragon Quest Eleven. You've got it, and I. Th- yeah. I, I think. Technically, like chops, that game came out last year, but I just got off at my ass and got it this year. Well, um, you got the you got the definitive edition, though, right? No, like, I uh, just, Dra- no, I just went and got a used copy. Oh, because I heard the Dragon Quest Eleven like S, which I think is like their definitive edition. Apparently, is the absolute best way to play that game from everything that I've heard, because it actually is some good enhancements into the game. That's yeah, I don't know, I've but heard uh, the same. I, I mean, I, I'm in, I'm enjoying the game. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Dragon Quest fan, uh, and it's really solid. And I mean, I just, I just love it just for the fact that some of those monster designs haven't changed since I was nine. Uh, you know, and, and I'm looking at turning 42 in a couple of hours. Uh, so that's like a really long time and, and it just warms my heart cockles every time I see like a slime in 3d and hear the same exact noises as you know the game from when i was a kid so it's got a lot of nostalgia value for me but i I think it's also just a really solid game uh there's always a certain amount of lightheartedness to to them compared to say final fantasy and and it just comes through and it it works so well for me yeah I i would say um if you can swap your copy out for the s version because the s version allows you to switch to um the old Oh yeah, sprites. yeah. I think I think that S version has only come out for the Switch. I think no, that might the, be what this is. It, I believe it. No, I believe it's on the PlayStation as well too. They released a new version for it on the PS4 as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think know. I have the, I mean, I have the old one, and I still got a ways to go. But you know, it's it's the first game in a very long time that's really held my attention for quite a long time. Um, like I still sit down, and you know, I I work from home now, so at lunch I go. Uh, make myself a sandwich or whatever, and then sit down and play a good forty-five minutes of that almost every day. Nice. Yeah, so it's so it's pretty cool. So I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, just that that whole that whole bit. Um, also, pretty excited to hear that Untitled Goose is on other systems now because I need to get that. So, but yeah, that's that's my video game. Uh, you guys got any other honorable Potter? Do you have an honorable mention? We already gave Chops his honorable mention. What? Wow, classic. <laughs> I didn't mention it first. <clears throat> I know, I know. I'm just teasing anyway, because um, you know it's it's if you're gonna play well, I, that's better than playing. I think the the newer stuff, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, it, they're different games. They're different versions of the game. I, oh, I absolutely, absolutely. There's there's, yeah. there's I mean, there's what 15 years between the two. Yeah, I'm I'm never gonna I'm never gonna say one's better than the other. I'm not gonna be that elitist. I will. <laughs> yes, but you also haven't played the game in oh, what? That's true. Fourteen, thirteen years. I haven't. Yeah, so. I haven't played in a really long time, um, which is awesome. But yeah, no, that's good. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, 
I wonder if I wonder if once they get everything out for for vanilla, I wonder if they'll jump into Burning Crusade and just make it a progression server like they used to do on EverQuest. Uh, I mean, that's our hope, um, and I believe Blizzard has said they're up to it. And the thing is, is that I'm sure they'll do it after um, this year's earnings call because um, their subscription numbers are close to what they were um, years ago. Wow! Uh, and mostly just because of WoW Classic. So uh, yeah, um, I, I can see that. I believe that. I mean, the fact that I have been farming Altrek Valley since it came out for rep and uh, to get rank seven so I can get my mage boots and gloves, um, I don't have to wait for a Q pop. Oh, okay. uh, on the only, but again, that's a line side, so right is what it is, you know. So it's there's a, there's a lot of people playing the game right now. That's good. A that's good. That's good people. for you. I mean, yeah, that that says a lot about the game in general, right? Like like yeah. its history. Um, all right, so moving on from video games, I don't have an honorable mention. Um, so let's talk about books. We'll go with books. I have books on there next. Um, Chops, how about you lead us off with books? What have you read this year that was amazing? Uh, do like um, game books count? <laughs> like reading rules? Yeah. Uh, are you talking fluff or rules? If it's fluff, I'll allow it. If it's rules, no. Both. I was, like I had a really I had a good time reading Daedalus Falls, which is the newest lore expansion for Infinity. Um, continue to continue to be current on that lore, even though I don't play the game because the lore is like top notch. Uh, and then the only other book that I've read this year is Kings of the Wild, which I think came out last year. Um, it's just a really good flip on the fantasy genre. I don't want to say anything else about it, but if you like fantasy novels and you want to read a very fresh new fantasy novel, unlike anything you've ever read before, like think about when you first read Lies of Locke Lamora. It's like that kind of like new blood and new taste into the fantasy genre. And I don't want to spoil it anything outside of that. Once again, Kings of the Wild. Potter, how about you? Uh, I got sucked into the Sanderson world uh, this year for the first time ever. Um, surprise, surprise. I know most people that like the type of things that we like have been a Sanderson fan for years. But um, I read Elantris this year, and it was very, very good. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, so I read that, and then I read the um, the first Thrawn book of the new canon, which was fantastic as well, too. Uh, so those are probably my two biggest reads this year. Um, because my commute has been shortened, I don't get a lot of audiobook time in anymore. Right. Uh, compared, like, when I was living out in Fuquay, uh, I mean, I had an hour, you know, uh, drive one way, so I could get a book done pretty quickly back then. But you were living in Fuquay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a nice house that was really cheap because I lived in the middle in of nowhere. Freeway, yep, yep, yep. That's that's the that's the benefit. Yeah. So, um, but yes. Yeah, so, so looking at, I started Mistborn. Um, so I just got to get back into finding the time to read it instead of playing video games, I guess. So, so since I I was uh, preaching the gospel of Sanderson to you until you read that book. Uh, I'm I'm curious. What was your favorite thing about it? What about it? Like when when we were like, damn, Paul was right. This is awesome. 
It was a struggle. Um, not gonna lie. Uh, I think I I really did like the whole time the world building that he did. Like I absolutely love authors that do world building. Um, you know, Salvatore is one of my favorite authors. Um, outside of his Dritz stuff as well too, I, I like his writing and the, and the stuff he does because he's very detailed. You know, he does do a lot of world building. Um, you know, so Sanderson, I, I really like that the way that they were setting up and, and explaining everything in that. Um, but it it was right there at the end when everything came together and it was just like it read like I was watching the third act of a movie and it was. It, that was just incredible just mm -hmm. the, to the fact that that kind of thing came out in writing like it was i could just visualize everything and it was it was just really good i think the third act of that book is when it came alive for me yeah yeah i mean that that is a that is a book that is slower on the front end and the third act is just the downhill of a roller coaster um okay. it's a yeah it, and it is a good book and and i will still maintain that of of his Cosmere books, it's the uh, least best. Oh. Yeah, I mean, because I, I wouldn't in any way say understand. that it's bad. It's it's just that it, it was his first published book, and he's grown so much. Um, yeah, and and I've heard that a lot. I mean, I guess my my thing is is this just this, for me it's a struggle because I became so invested in the characters. Yeah. Um. You know the um. And of course, everybody's names escape me right now because they're all in the ADHD zone. But um, you know, the prince, like uh -huh. he was just so well written. And then um, the 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 princess from Tio that he you know got betrothed to, like yeah, Serene, like, she, Serene, like she's just it's. I love the fact that like she's just not a. There was no trope with her, right? Like she was a strong woman, but it wasn't forced down your throat. She wasn't a weak woman. Like it was just a really good character. Right. She was a it, she was a person. She's a person. Right. Yeah. I, regardless of her gender or whatever, like just a good character. Yep. Yep. So I mean, it just yeah, it was it was really well, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I am looking forward to getting more in the Cosmere stuff. It just it takes a lot for me to sit down and read. So you know, those books are very long. <laughs> yeah. And there's a yeah. lot in them, so it's just I'll have to get. Kind of just like with my painting, get in the mood. Yep, and I, I don't, I don't begrudge you that. I'll just, I'll just poke at you occasionally and be like, "Hey, read Mistborn. Hey, read Mistborn." And then, "Hey, paint your, paint your models. Hey, read Mistborn. Hey, paint your models." <laughs> and that's where I tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and I say yes, I probably deserve that. <laughs> um. All right. So books for me, actually, this year, one of the coolest things I started reading and. Uh, obviously, since it's it's uh, graphic novels, it's been coming out for quite a while. But that's the the Wicked and the Divine, uh, put out by Image Comics. And I was at a bookstore, and it was recommended to me, and I picked it up, and went home and read the first volume of it, and it was just absolutely amazing. And went back the next day and picked up three more. Um, so that's been that's been a heck of a read. I'm not I'm not done with all of them yet, but it's been really good. Um, the other thing, like, like Potter, I read the first, uh, Thrawn book in the new series, uh, really good. And actually I'm most of the way through the second one. And that one makes the first one look awful, uh, because it is just absolutely ridiculously good. Um, and, and I feel like the way it's written, the way it intertwines stuff, uh, I feel like if it wasn't Timothy Zahn writing it, 
anybody else would have had a very hard time writing it because it becomes quite a challenging story to write, I think, uh, to keep yeah. to keep everything happening at the same time and relevant and or at least at least the outlining of it in the early stages before writing it would have been absolutely essential to the way it is written and that makes it really cool. So if you're if you're yeah, not reading those my, books, do it. It's on my list. Yeah, it's I, I, it's it's I, fantastic. That one I have downloaded. So I just have to queue it up. I've got the Ahsoka book that's queued up before it, so Yeah, that's a good book too. That's a very good book. Uh, all right, that's books. Uh, let's get on to TV shows. Uh, I'm going to go first, and I'm just going to say Mandalorian. Mic drop. I don't know if it's a mic drop. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's only because I, if, if, if Chop says what I think he's going to say, it's only because I haven't gotten through all of it yet. Mandalorian. Oh, I, I know what he's going to say. Good. I actually have two, and I had a hard time picking between them. Uh, also, we should note that The Witcher hasn't come out yet, uh, and that the buzz that I've been reading for it releasing next week is hot, hot, hot. Oh yeah. Um, but just sure. So yeah, it, that's that's a fair. That's a fair. If none of us PSA. say that. That is why it's because we were recording this about a week before it drops. Um, but for me, it's it's a toss up. Um, Paul, I am going to say the one you're thinking of. But first, I'm going to say Chernobyl. Uh, oh yeah, that was good. The Chernobyl miniseries that HBO put out earlier this year was one of the most mm-hmm. gripping television shows I've ever seen. Like, I can't remember outside of like Band of Brothers the last time I was like I was in I had crippling anxiety like through the first three episodes of that show as I was watching it, and the fact that it could elicit right. such a strong physical response, I think says volumes to the way it was shot and the way that it was unfurled. Um, that mm-hmm. is, is just a masterpiece in TV miniseries. Um, yeah, and yeah, definitely that, one and that's of my nice favorites. thing is that it had a had a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? It didn't necessarily need to keep going since it's a miniseries. That's right. And the the second one uh, that I'm going to say just wrapped yesterday, uh, and I'm ready to call it my favorite show of the last five years, uh, and that's The Watchmen. Um, wow. It, like, I mean, outside of, like, season six Game of Thrones, there's really nothing as good as it. And the thing that is amazing about this season of The Watchmen is it was sort of presented like a nine-issue graphic novel uh, in that, like, every episode was, I mean, connected to each other, but a very good story in itself, right? Like, each episode was told in a very good way. The first, and it's done in three acts, really. There's a beginning act, a yep. middle act, and an end act. And the, the thing that I can say is that they set up a lot of dominoes in the first three seasons. And knowing David Lindelof, I was really worried about him knocking all the dominoes over. Uh, because if you've watched The Others or Lost, you know that he can have a hard time uh, wrapping things up. But that is not mm-hmm. so in this show. They set, I think they set out to make a nine-episode series, and that's all. Uh, and it ends with every single question answered, every domino knocked over totally satisfying conclusion and it ha- there's two episodes in this season um i don't want to say the titles of either of them actually because they're mildly spoilery even when you start them um and i, I just they are two of the best episodes of television hands down period so good it's a the watchman is a masterpiece uh it just an incredible incredible piece of television 
Yeah, I was harassing Aubrey earlier because I, I, I told her she can't watch more until she's read the book. Uh, so I was harassing her earlier about finishing up the book so we can finish the series. Because I'm only, I'm only three episodes in. But all three of those episodes were absolutely phenomenal. Oh, and those are the... And honestly, episodes one, two, and three are the three worst episodes. Like, the, the f- four through nine are just incredible. It's an eight. Man, oh, man, I can't wait for you to watch the rest of it because it's... It's something else. Well, I'm 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 hoping it'll be very soon because I was I was like I said I was giving her a hard time about that tonight, um, but she does she's she's never been much of a comic book reader so she's adapting to the medium. Sure. Yeah, if you've if you've never really done it before, it's it's hard to get. And that's into. a tough one. Yeah. To be your first. Yeah. It's yeah, dense. Watchmen's. That's that's a brutal that's a brutal one, man. Yep. Yep, so I'm, you know, I'm hoping she gets through it so this way we can watch it. And I, th- I think she's enjoying it. It's, it, and I think it's, it's the the way the books are laid out. Um, she kind of wants to treat them, I think, more like a like a comic strip and just kind of go all the way across the top. You yeah. Know, so that that kind of reset in the, in the at the spine of the book and coming around. Uh, I I, I so, imagine she's kind of like a comic book reader, finally being introduced to manga and trying to wrap their head around reading that. Right, yeah, exactly. It's kind of the same idea. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to to hopefully getting that in uh, before the end of the year. Uh, Potter, how about you? TV shows? I I don't know. There's been so many TV shows that have come out this year that I've just I think I've lost track of what I've watched. Um, I mean, obviously Mandalorian. Um, I finished up season two of Punisher this year. Really wish that was continuing. That was really good. Um, I enjoyed Jessica Jones. So I, I kind of got like all the, the Netflix Marvel shows out of the way this year. Um, those I were good. Like, Punisher season just... two was good. I feel like they probably could have been two episodes shorter. They could have condensed a lot of it, but it was still really good. But that, that's but, kind of the case with the... every Netflix Marvel show is that it could have yeah, been two that's, episodes that's... shorter. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like every Netflix Marvel show, really could have been one to two episodes shorter. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. To, I just have watched so much this year with the kids. I mean, uh, I'm really enjoying the Imagineering documentary on Disney. Oh Plus. yeah, that's that really is really good. good. Really you good. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm two episodes behind, so I need to watch that. But I've heard the last one is just absolutely fantastic where they go through the Tron ride in Shanghai yep. and how they built that. So, like, it's, yeah. I yeah, need to that, go through that was that. really good. Um, so, yeah, it just, there's, there, there, I think there's just a lot of good TV this year. And I think for me, it was a lot of catching up on stuff that I hadn't seen yet. Because um, I think I, I think I finally finished Game of Thrones this year. Um, but I was like three or four seasons behind. Right. So, so not only did you finish it, but you got caught up. Like I got caught up and finished yeah. watching it. So, um, yeah, I think that a lot of it was just me kind of catching up to things that had been out for a while or, um, that were finished off this year and me catching up to getting caught up to those points. Yeah. So, but I think, I think the standouts probably were obviously Mandalorian for me, um, and then also, uh, I think, the the Netflix Marvel stuff. I think those are my standouts. So my my runner up to Mandalorian, um, and I think this probably ended up getting overshadowed by Watchmen, as it probably should. 
but that would be the boys. Oh, I forgot about the boys. The boys was really good. So yeah, good. Boys, that's a good call. Yeah. The boys was great. It was it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. But I mean, I, once you once you put the Watchmen in with how good that is, it does kind of overshadow. Yeah, it they're they're, they're good of, in different ways though, right? Aware like the, of each the other. The boys, the boys is just inter- sure. like pure entertainment. Whereas the Watchmen is you know this like very tight intertwined story that's amazing to watch sort of unfold. Yeah, but I mean, and and you still have that kind of. Uh, Far more superhero irreverence in the boys than you do in, in the Watchmen. Yeah, but you don't get the Nick you scene in the Watchmen. Oh fuck, that's maybe my favorite yeah. scene of TV this year. That's true. That no, that I, scene I, was fantastic. I'm absolutely t- topping that with liberating the dolphin. Yeah, both. I mean, those are the two standout <laughs> scenes, right? Yep. Yeah, one for action and adventure, oh, and one for God, just ridiculous hilarity. <laughs> Um, I mean, cause, cause I watched that one and Aubrey had fallen asleep while we were watching it and I rewound it and watched that scene about four or five times, just dying every single time I watched it. That's what man, that's what we did with the Nick you scene. We were, we were laughing so hard that we couldn't hear the show for the next 35 seconds. We had to rewind it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I jacked my parents, uh, Amazon uh, stuff cause they take my Netflix and my Disney plus and uh, so I told her, I was like, I told my mom, she's like, oh, what is this show that you're watching? And she like basically just saw it with superheroes. I was like, mom, don't watch that. Don't watch Do that. not watch this show. Yeah. yeah, that's, You will not like it. That's not necessarily safe for moms. <laughs> no. And especially my mother who does not like gratuitous uh, violence. So Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely not the one for her. Uh, not, not when it first starts off with, you know, the Flash character running through somebody. Yeah, like immediately it's it starts from like, you know, 10 and only goes all the way up to like 16. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's and season 2's trailer is out. It looks good. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know yes, that. Yes, the tra- okay. the trailer for season 2 is out, so. Okay. Uh all right, so let's do so, yeah, shows. I about boys. Uh, anybody else got Potter, you have a runner-up? No. Or are you I, I would say boys cuz you, okay. you you reminded me about boys. That's going to be my runner-up cuz it was it was such a good show. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, I had a feeling that we we're all forgetting about it, even though it was amazing, and we didn't stop talking about it for weeks. Yeah, we talked about it for a long time. All right, so let's let's go on to the next category, which is a little bit of a challenge because we're still two days away from what's probably personally the biggest one for all of us. But uh, let's go movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, movie wise, this year I didn't. You know, I don't go to the movies a lot. Um, so Endgame was good. Captain Marvel was probably one of the best movies I saw this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rise of Skywalker's out in two days, so that's probably going to take the cake for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I'm assuming as well. Um, Chops movie. Yeah. I want to say something pretentious, you know, but like I had, I have a daughter that's very young and I haven't been able to get out to a lot of movies and. My wife and I typically watch TV, um, so my movie watching has been pretty limited, and I haven't seen a lot of the like really indie art movies that I would normally watch. But I will say that I do, as I looked through the movies that were released this year, my far and away like most fun I had watching a movie this year was John Wick Three. I I I've been a bad person. I've never seen a single John Wick. Oh movie. come on, Paul! I've seen the first one. I've never seen one, but. When I went out shopping on Black Friday, 
Target had them all for like five bucks a pop, so I do have them all, and they are on the list to watch. Yeah. So John Wick yeah, one is amazing. That. Two is pretty good, and three is better than the first one. Uh, John Wick Three Parabellum is one of the best pure action movies. It's so good. And I, I guess that's my problem. Is like I've just gotten to the point where I just don't like pure action movies that have no substance. That's anymore. fair. Like I just. Um, and- I've gotten to the point where like they're just not entertaining for me anymore. And as much as I love Keanu and want to support everything that Keanu does, uh, just yeah, I just can't get behind that movie. It was just that's, boring that's and fair. there was no substance to it. Yeah, my runner-up right now is Far From Home, um, because I think Far From Home had a really good message about the nature of truth and one of the funniest alternate superheroes ever. Um, and I don't want to like spoil how that works, but I really loved Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. I need that. That's the only one I haven't seen. I didn't get out to the theaters to see it, and I need to download it. Yeah, um, I got I got two movies. Uh, like Chops, I want to be uh, pretentious about it, so I'm going to do a pretentious one and a, a not pretentious one. Uh, but we'll we'll start with my pretentious one. And that is The Art of Self-Defense, which was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, if you're into uh, black comedy and, you know, the kind that's just really uncomfortable to watch and, and at the end of it, it's more sad than anything anyway, uh, you will absolutely love that movie. Um, what's his name? Jesse. Oh, what's the name of the guy that played Lex Luthor? the hell's his name? Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, him. He was in it. He was the main character, and he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, just because when he was acting, you could see it in his whole body that he was this character. Um, not to mention that the plot itself was just so ridiculous and bizarre, but it took itself so seriously. It was it was almost confusing to watch because it was. Just so, on some level, so unbelievable, but everybody took it seriously, uh, which is what made it great. Kind of like, kind of like airplane, right? Where where everything's just ridiculously funny, but they play it straight um, without being airplane and ridiculous, you know, Zucker Brothers uh, humor. Uh, but absolutely fantastic movie. I highly recommend it. Um, one of the best of the year, easily. Uh, but that's also me having not seen Lighthouse or Knives Out yet. So yeah, I, I haven't those seen, two will I haven't seen Lighthouse, Knives Out, or Midsummer, which I anticipate to like all of those movies. And I haven't seen It Chapter 2 yet either. So um, there's a lot of movies. Oh, was, oh, that reminds me of my other one. That's another. Jeez. Uh, ah, the one, the, the absolute surprise for me of the year was fucking Dr. Sleep. I was about to say, yeah, you really liked that movie. You that went movie, on for, you I went was, on about it for a while. I was shocked at how much I liked that movie. Absolutely shocked. Didn't didn't go into it with any expectations and came out of it and was like, holy shit, that was awesome. And if you're a Dark Tower reader, there was some good stuff in there for you. And it makes me sad that they that the Dark Tower movie shit the bed because there you can absolutely do the Stephen King extended universe. And there was shit in this movie that that was brilliant for it. Um, but that was, yeah, that was, that movie, I, I didn't expect it to be as, as good as it was. And it was fantastic. 
Um, the other one that I haven't seen yet that I've heard is absolutely incredible was Crawl. Um, yeah, I want to see Crawl. Seen it yet, but isn't that Sam yeah, Raimi? Man, I want to see that movie so bad. Movies. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's it's topping a lot of lists for the year. Uh, but then my my non my non pretentious one uh, for the year is uh, Far From Home. Uh, and and part of that is because my expectations of it were quite low. Um, I I just didn't think Marvel was gonna was gonna go strong into Phase sixteen. Um, but they but it was it was it was better than I thought it could be, um, which was great. Yeah, it's great. So, it's very good. So Far From Home is awesome. I'm a, I'm gonna throw an honorable mention in there because I've got an eight year old and a five year old. Uh, Frozen two. Haven't seen it yet, so I can't say. I enjoyed it. It was good. I Frozen it. 2, the, the fifth good. element? Fr- the fr- Frozen Frozen 2, the fifth element, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It was lighthearted. Yeah, it was good. My kids walked out of it. They had a really good time and really liked it. And we've listened to the soundtrack like 20 times since then. So it Disney did its job. Fair enough. And also their job of like grossing $28 billion on 10 movies this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? That's how they do. I think they got what? I think I saw something. They have 28 movies scheduled to release for 2020 or something like that. It's some crazy number like that. That's just insane. That's, that's well, they have that's all insane. the they have all the Fox stuff that's been in development for you know right. however long. Right, and that's and that and the, and even at that, that's like with no Star Wars movies next year too. Oh, but that's Avatar two next year. Blorf. Move on. Yeah, yeah I'm actually kind of excited about that one. Yeah, me too. Of Avatar 2? No, 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 no Mulan. I, oh, I, yeah, Mulan looks good. Yeah, I'm really I excited. I thought I heard Chop say Mulan. Yeah, Mulan looks good. No, no, Avatar, no. I'm not excited about because I'd rather see a Star Wars slotted in there. I'm excited about all the, the Marvel TV shows that are coming on Disney Plus next year. There's going to be so many. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, and then we got our. Yeah, WandaVision, we get the first, like, kind of, like, real promo material for it, not just kind of, like, what we saw at Comic-Con, like, their first avatar- true advertisement. So that looks good. Um, I'm, having a hard t- I'm having a hard time getting excited for those. I, I, the thing is, is for me, from what they've shown, like, they have two children cast in the show. So for me, I'm excited about the fact that they're going to go full – you know, Vision and, and uh, Scarlet Witch's children, which leads me to believe that hopefully down the road we'll get a House of M story arc, which is one of my favorite comic book story arcs for X-Men. Because Wanda goes crazy when her children are killed and she kills off all the mutants from ever reproducing. Spoilers, man. Spoilers. Dude, House of now M has been out for decades. I don't even need decade. to watch that. Now I don't even need to watch season four. House thanks, of M has been out a lot. for a decade. You ruined if season you four of WandaVision for me, Potter. Hey, you know what? Dumbledore is dead and he was killed by Snape. <laughs> so, fuck off. Oh, God. That's, that <laughs> is newer than House of M. Yeah, well. All right. Uh, okay, so that, that's movies. I think that covers that. Uh, this is the now. Let's go on to the the chop specialty here. Well, is that gonna um, be board, games? board games. Yeah, I'd have two. So hold on to your butts. I have two. I don't need to talk about them for a long time. One of them is a 2019 release. One of them is a 2018 release that I didn't play until this year. Uh, the 2018 release that I didn't play until this year is Architects of the West Kingdom. 
Um, Architects of the West Kingdom is one of the best board games that you can possibly own. Uh, it's in a small box. It's a worker placement game that just turns the worker placement mechanic completely on its head uh, and has the most seamless turn-to-turn play that I have just ever experienced in a worker placement game. Every decision is tight. Every turn is meaningful. Um, it's really what other people do very much affects your strategy and your chances to win, and you can have a direct effect on how well other players can do um, in, in like non-totally asshole ways. So all in all, it's an exceptionally balanced game, and I have a hard time recommending any game for any board gamer more than Architects of the West Kingdom. Um, it's a medium-weight game. If I had to rate it between like a 1 and 5, with 1 being Monopoly and 5 being advanced squad leader this is like somewhere near a two um it's not ultra complex but still has a ton of meat on the bones that's architects of the west kingdom go buy that game it's incredible uh and the second one uh and my favorite board game this year uh is star wars the outer rim um star wars the outer rim is a game where you play a smuggler or a bounty hunter. You, you play someone from the scum and villainy area of the Star Wars universe. And you travel around the rim from planet to planet doing missions as you so, so choose. You upgrade your ship as you so choose. You interact with other players as you so choose. And the first person to win is the first person to get the most fame. So it's you and your fellow players trying to be famous at whatever your role is in the scum and villainy sort of bounty hunter rogue style area um you can think of it kind of like a pick up and deliver and combat game but it's so much more than that because there are story cards that randomize at the beginning of the game and certain things happen and you actually tell a story as you unfold through and each game is just different enough to be really fun and, and there's just lots of laughs lots of good times hard again like architects of the west kingdom hard not to recommend star wars the outer rim Wow. Best star- okay. So I was I was wondering how that game oh, it's was. It's so good. Like um it man, it it maybe not the best Star Wars board game be- only because of the other games that exist in that line. Um but it's certainly one of the best Star Wars board games. Hmm. And also have to go to- is more than two players and doesn't take hours and hours and hours to play it. So there's that. I have to take a look at that next time I'm at GT. Because I, I would say Star Wars Rebellion. It's priced right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like forty five, fifty bucks. Yep. Oh, that's not bad. Well, and it's for a board it, guys, game these days. A that's not bad. Phenomenal game, really well produced. You have like a dashboard, uh, and you have like rankings with all the different factions, and depending on how your ranking is, like you might be able to slip by patrols, or you might get stopped and shot at, depending on how nice or not nice they are with you based on what you've done previously in the game. It's just, oh, man. There's lots of lots of really huh. cool little things in the Outer Rim. Huh, interesting. Paul, any board games for you this year? Nope, not a one. Haven't played anything. Does Crisis Protocol count? No. No. Okay. Then no, no board games on this end outside of, like... God tier could Mouse- count. <coughs> God tier. I played Mousetrap. God tier counts. Oh shit, so did I. I played Mousetrap too. Thank you for reminding me. I played Mousetrap with your kids. 
I was about to say, I was like, you played it with my kids, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You, were there, you were there. I was like, oh, thank God, somebody play with them. I don't <laughs> want to play this anymore. <laughs> yes. So, 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 bye, bye, uh, uh, that's right. When you, since, it was when you, when I had to go to the funeral and you watched the kids for me. Yep. Since I it's, the, since it's the only board game I know that I played, I played Mousetrap this year. Yep. And it's Mousetrap a whole heck of a lot different than when I was a kid. Oh God. Yeah. They've changed it a lot. It's a lot, con- lot more condensed. It's nowhere near as complicated as it used to be. No, so it's pretty, it was pretty simple, which is pretty cool. So, so but yeah, that's my only board game. Uh, yeah, because I, 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 now that I think about it, I did play some Arkham Horror card game, um, but none of the stuff that came out this year. But it was still a really Always good, a good game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, all right, so board games. What about um, theme parks? I know that some of us like like we like doing theme parks, so. Um, I know I got to do a couple new ones, and 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 Potter. I know you went to Disney. So any 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 like new additions to any of the parks that you went to that was amazing. I mean, Star Wars Land was open. Like that's the hugest. That's the biggest thing. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I got to experience Pandora for the first time this year. Uh, this year, so that was my first time going to Pandora. Enjoyed that. Um, did got to ride everything there. Flight of Avatar, the Navi Ripper rides. Um, so that was new for me and going to animal kingdom at night was new experience too. I'd never done that before. Mm, um, yep. cause, cause it's always been a, uh, you know, a day, uh, park, not a, it'd been like a half day park, not a full day park. Um, I got to go, well, that was last year, but it was like the very end of last year. I got to do a, a holiday party, which never had done one of those before at Disney. So, but then I've got plans for next year to go to Dollywood, I'm going to Disney again next year, um, and I'm going to try and make it to Bush Gardens, uh, maybe as far as north as King's Dominion. I'm not sure. Uh, my daughter's getting to the point where she's old enough for some roller coasters, and she really enjoys it. Uh, but it's trying to find somebody to you know stand with my son. Uh, so Dollywood will be easy because my you know my mom will stand there with my son while me and my dad and my daughter go ride roller coasters. So. Um, but yeah, that's all I got in this year was just Disney. It's, but you know, those were the new expansions. Uh, looking forward to Rise of Resistance next year, um, and then 2021 Tron will be open. Uh, so looking forward to that too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that Tron coaster looks amazing. Yeah, I wish it was going to be open by the time I go next year, but I'll get to ride. I'll get uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway though, so that'll be nice. That'll be cool too. Yeah, yeah, new stuff's always good. I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy is opening next year. I think that's a 2021, think, too. Yeah, I think that's 2021. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the, the new things I got to do. It was just pretty much just Star Wars Land, which was fantastic. Um, that's pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, literally, just don't don't go by what you read on the internet. Like, everybody says that, like, Pandora is, a, it, Pandora is better theming and all this. I mean, it's literally the exact same style of theming. It's, you know... In Pandora, no one's walking around. No one's doing any of that stuff. There's ambient noise. There's smells in Pandora. All that stuff exists in the Star Wars land as well, too. People are just bummed because they did a budget cut and they didn't get all the droids that were supposed to be walking around. There were supposed to be more stormtroopers, which all those things may come later, you know? Just 
don't fuck what you heard on the internet. Those guys are haters and they're toxic. Don't listen to them. I was gonna say for me, I don't care. I don't care if there's not yeah. as many droids as they said they might have. Fuck that. Look, Star Wars. Look, my my Ray took my kids by the hand, walked them around the park, and hung out with them for like a good five to ten minutes. Yeah, that's worth it, it right like, there. Right there, it was you know it's not a standard meet and greet. You know, the, she actually goes around, talks to the kids, tells them stories. You know, Chewie's walking around with her. Kylo's, you know, Kylo shut my mom. My mom had these, like, electronic flickering Mickey ears that were Star Wars themed. And he came up to go, clicked them. He goes, no, we don't do that here or something <laughs> like that. You know, the stormtroopers are accosting. It's just fun. It's cool, you know. Yep. And build a lightsaber. <laughs> I'll be there in just over a month. Yeah. I can't wait to see your guys' lightsabers. Well, I'm not doing that this time. I'm not doing that till December. Boo. Build your lightsaber. It's an experience. I mean, I would tell you right now, like, uh, we talked, local guy Britt, him and I talked about the other day, and it's, it is literally, if you're a Star Wars fan, that is an experience you want. It, it will bring a tear to your eye. All right, Chops, how about you? Any theme parks? Not this year. Disney in January. Oh. Yep. I'm excited. All right. It'll Didn't be- you say you had a theme park near you that you've been neglecting to go to? I don't want to talk about it, but yes, I've never been there in the 15 years <laughs> I've lived here. Aren't you uh, near Cedar Point? No, that's not that close. Cedar Point's a full day's drive uh, away. Um, oh, is yeah, it? Uh, it's in Ohio. Um, I am within an hour and 10 minutes, though, of uh, Great America, Six Flags Great America in uh, Illinois. Yeah. And I have yeah. never been. We'll harass you about that next year. Here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I I did the same thing you did. I mean, I'm I'm three hours from Kings Dominion, Bush Gardens, and uh, Carowinds, uh, which I know three hours is a, is a pretty good hike. But to be within that close of three of them, and I didn't start going to any of them until this year. Well, no, I went to Carowinds once. Um, yeah, but I, I will tell you right now, as someone that used to have season passes to Kings Dominion because I lived an hour from Richmond. Uh, you really didn't miss much after Paramount sold it up until the point that the company that owns it now bought it because it was a dung heap. After Paramount sold it, the company that bought it um, really let the park go downhill. It was dirty. There was trash everywhere. The rides weren't maintained really well. It, 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 but now I hear fantastic things about it. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm excited to go back because well, it, some of my favorite roller coasters are at that ra- that uh, that park. Well, and it's it's the it's the closest place to us that has a uh, Rocky Mountain uh, hybrid coaster. Yes, and it's one of the only ones that isn't adapted. It's just built from the ground up. Uh, so that's that's why that's very high on my list of of 2020 to dos. Uh, but this year, I did make it to Bush Gardens for the first time and kept going back because it was that much fun. Um, it is. It, a, I love that park. Yeah, go back at Christmas time too. We we were actually supposed to go this past weekend, but with how sick Aubrey and I were, uh, we decided that we were better off staying home. So I don't think we're going to make that this year. Uh, yeah, Christmas Town is really nice. But I I I will tell you, uh, Griffin is one of the most amazing roller coasters you will ever ride if you get out this way. Um, it's just absolutely amazing um, because ten wide ten wide cars. And if you get one of those last seats and you're hanging out there and they take you over the top of that first drop, and they dangle you for a good three or four seconds. Uh, it's there's nothing under you other than the ground, and it is pretty intense. Um, so can't recommend that enough. And then next year they're also getting a new coaster. 
Uh, it's a multiple launch coaster with a with a pretty high spike in it, which is pretty cool, and a reverse section. Um, so it looks like it's going to be quite amazing. So that should be uh, pretty good stuff for next year. But yeah, the the Griffin, and then the other one that was was really awesome there is a uh, Verbolton. It's a pretty Verbolton. short. Pretty short uh, ride, but it's like the uh, Haggard ride in Universal. It's got a vertical drop. Uh, so that was the first time I'd ever gotten to experience one of those vertical drops. And uh, it was it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, nothing like your first time if you don't know it's going. So Yeah, the year it opened, I actually went to the park, but I didn't get a chance to, uh, to ride it. We went when my daughter was one, I think. Oh, okay. So yeah, we 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 basically stuck to the kid area, and then we did Great Wolf Lodge. So sure, yeah, we did. Uh, I mean, Bree and I went a couple times, and we did that, and we did the uh, we did a lot of the Halloween stuff. Uh, so some of the haunted houses were pretty cool, pretty exciting, and she really liked some of the character actors that were just out and about and costumes and stuff like that. So it was a good time. It was a good experience. I'm looking forward to going again next year, and uh, next year we're going to try and hit up some of the uh, Carowinds. Uh, because there's some some good giga coasters between Carowinds and uh, Kings Dominion that we all want to hit up. So we'll see what happens. 325 feet, yes, please. Yeah. So, um, all right, our our last one that we put aside for 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 tonight, um, concerts. I, I have children, so I didn't get to any concerts. Uh, I'm kicking myself for not finding a babysitter to go. With a few with you this year, but yeah, I didn't get to any. Yeah, we'll get you next year. Chops, how about you? I only went to one. It was a 10th anniversary tour for two metal albums. Um, one of them being uh, an album called Rare Form by uh, After the Burial, and the other one being Continent by the Acacia Strain. Uh, very metal. Uh, it was in the basement of a v- venue in Milwaukee. And it was intense, just like it ought to be. Very, very cool show. Had a lot, a lot of fun. That's the only concert I went to this year. Man, you could, you got, you guys and your young kids. I know. Get out more. I know. <laughs> hey, is uh, your college kid? She's still, uh, she's still babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's trying to make every penny she can. So uh, we can make that happen. Uh, yeah. I went to, I went to a few shows this year. Um, but I, I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to put the, the top, my, my three nights of fish with the kid. Um, just cause that was like last year, last summer was the first time I took her to see them and she absolutely enjoyed it. So then this year I tried going to multiple shows with her and we did three nights in a row. Um, two of which were at Meriwether Post Pavilion up in, in Maryland. And it was just a amazing trip all around. Just getting to a, getting to spend the time with her and be enjoying the shows with her and, uh, on the way up, we even managed to stop at Antietam and do some sightseeing, and uh, so overall, it was just a, a great time, even even beyond going to the shows and and enjoying that. Um, so I'm looking forward to some more concerts this coming year. Uh, I already got one, already got a weekend planned in February, so uh, I'll be I'll be doing some shows for for Valentine's Day. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I know the one show that I was going to be able to make this this year. Unfortunately, you had a flake on for the Iron Maiden uh, concert down in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, I just ended up with too much going on. Unfortunately, I'm still, I'm still hardcore regretting not going because they're old and you never know when they're going to die. As much as I hate to say it, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And, and apparently it was like their biggest stage show ever. Like they had a, uh, spitfire. I don't know if it was a blow up or what, but it was, uh, over the stage and looked pretty incredible. That's awesome. So, yeah, so that's a, that's a good batch of best ofs, uh, year in review of the, with, uh, Rise of Skywalker not being out in the movie section. Uh, tough one to, to not have, uh, with, with how exciting it is. But, uh, any, any, uh, final thoughts as we take this out, uh, there, Potter? No, just looking forward to 2020, man. There's a lot of good things coming down the road. Um. You know, outside of gaming, um, and in all the subject areas that we talked about, you know, we're gonna get Witcher's coming out next week. You know, Rise of Skywalker, all the new Marvel shows next year, a lot of new movies coming out next year that are gonna be good. Book four, um, the Stormlight Archive. Yeah, new books coming out. Um, yeah, I mean, Phase four is gonna be in full swing for the Marvel. So if you're into that, uh, we're gonna get Wonder Woman two next year. Yeah. Um, that looks really good based off the trailer they've shown us. So. Top Gun Maverick. Man, whatever. New game consoles. New, new game consoles. Con- yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Xbox. It's not Xbox Scarlet anymore. It's what uh, they released the name for it now. The what Series is it X now? Or whatever. Yeah, Series X, and then we get the PS5. Um, you know, we get. We'll see what all new cool things are coming from Nintendo with the Switch. So, yeah. um, it's. I think it's a good time to be a gamer, no matter your <laughs> genre. That is true. How about how about you, Chops? Final uh, thoughts. I'm just looking forward to the year in uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. I think it's like no spoiler to say it's one of my favorite things that's come out this year. We'll obviously do a show dedicated to it, but I'm really looking forward to playing that at Adepticon next year and just sticking with that game and watching it grow. It's been it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Final thought for me. Uh, Everything's awesome. Let's keep it going. And Stormlight 4. Yeah, Stormlight 4. 